0: Stock, you ready? I'm always ready.
1: He was born ready.
0: Oh, the voice of Dan Pearson <laughs> on the Instant Reacts podcast. <laughs> no one knows what that is.
1: No one knows. Wasted reference. Oh, Stock, here's your shadow sandwich and
0: your cherry tomato. Uh, You're taking Thank it. you.
1: It's a stockpile. We'll want that. mother stockpile.
0: Well, right now we got... Uh,
1: are we like on? Are
0: we? We're on. on? We're rolling. Oh, okay. the, the instant okay. reaction just starts. We just go. Right. So uh, we got Mitch Stormer here. We got Dan Pearson, Brian Stocking. Man, it's 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 getting the old gang back together. It is. It's like Edit Booth B all over. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're we're waiting. We're eagerly anticipating the the joining of Matt Randazzo and Corey Kuffler. They're they're going to be on the line in a Wonderful. minute here. Wonderful, Mitch. You you are feeling the nostalgia tonight.
1: You know.
2: Yeah, uh, good to see Dan uh, behind the grill tonight and back on the big screen. Um, yeah, it takes me back to, I don't even know how many years ago that was at this point, but yeah, good to see the whole crew back together again.
1: I don't think you were shaving then, the last time we were off again. <laughs>
2: oh no, no chance. I, I probably had more hair, but...
1: Well, you, you were shaving your leg. That's all since gone to the wind. <laughs> for a tape, taper for the state swim meet, you shaved your leg. Yeah,
2: right, that's exactly right.
1: Two sported at the same time.
0: Well... Stock, how, yeah. how was the night tonight?
3: Uh, Very interesting. We had a lot of upsets and a lot of near upsets. Uh, We had some of the Three Rivers that were as a near upset. We had a Three Rivers team that pulled a major upset. So it was an uh, interesting night.
0: Well, let, oh, we have Corey Kuffler on the uh, line here.
1: That's a beautiful man. He's entered <laughs> the 50 club. Yeah, oh, he entered, that's right. He's 50-something. 50-something. There used to be a 30-something a TV show before you were born. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. There he is. Corey Cuffler here. Stock, I didn't
1: hear a thing you said. Hey, everybody. Upsets is all I heard. <laughs> Cuff, where are we at tonight?
4: Uh, I started out at uh, Mercer County, Farmington. Got absolutely nothing in about a quarter and a half. And then went off to... Uh, <laughs> Rock Ridge and Sherrard, which was a really good football game. I got there at halftime. It was a really good football game. Hmm. So, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that looked like a good one.
1: That was an Olympic conference game, right? That's right. Yeah.
4: Yep. An old Olympic conference rivalry. Jim Taylor, Uh, actually, Ty Taylor was calling the game. So, I saw some t shirts this morning at Rock Ridge's
0: FCA. There were some girls wearing
1: (laughs) the old Olympic is back.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, we're we're getting closer to the Olympic next year. Mercer County joins the fray. So, right. Right. Jim Taylor has been calling for it for years. There's a petition. Yeah. <laughs> He's lobbying hard. So all we're, all we're waiting on is Matt Randazzo. While, while we're waiting. We're, we're
4: used, we're used to that around here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, between all of us, we've worked together. We've worked on opposite sides of the fence. Oh, Matt Randazzo in on the call. He's joining Well, while, while we're waiting for Dazzo. What are you enjoying right now?
1: What is the deliciousness at this point? Was it a steak or chicken that you just ate? Uh, Still chicken. Okay, okay.
4: Yeah, still chicken. Just chicken, Pearson. Just chicken. chicken. No beans? (laughs) No beans. (laughs) Coleslaw? No, just chicken. Biscuit?
1: (laughs) We're wasting a lot of references here. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, everybody.
0: There's another reference really for you, everybody.
1: <laughs> so long, everybody. All right.
0: We got every, we got everybody here in the room. I just want to say, this is, this is so cool. We got, like we said, we'll, we'll kind of reset everything here. We got Dan Pearson in longtime sports anchor, sports reporter, you know, Mr. Quad Cities. We won't say the name of the old show. Cause we're in the, in the studios sure. of the, the score in WQAD, but I get it. you know, uh, Pierce, you worked, you worked together. He with worked for the highlight another, zone. Worked.
5: We've worked oh, against, he said it. it was the highlight zone, Greg. You
0: can, oh, he can say it. All right. We can say it.
5: It used to the be Andy really it used to be, it used to be really good.
0: Oh jeez. Oh, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'll I'm sure mute. I'll mute, text,
5: I'll mute myself. I'll mute myself. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm grilling there next week. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll know all the scores before you guys do because i you know it's on earlier. That that's so. true.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're usually wrong.
1: So, right. so, oh, here we, man. This is brutal. This, we've gone off the rails hey, here, man. I got twenty-four years in over there. So, stocking, be careful, buddy.
0: And stock, you put a lot of years in over there too. Twenty-one. There you go. So, anyway, 21. we've all we've all been around. We've all been working Friday nights for years. Matt Randazzo used to cut in front of my shots when we worked against each other. Then we worked one together. time.
5: <laughs> one time. <laughs> Let it anyway, go, Greg.
0: This is great, Mitch. You were feeling the nostalgia tonight. You know, it's it's uh it's it's great. It's great to have us all in the same room. This the reason this podcast exists, the instant reacts is because this is what we used to do. We would sit in channel six's sports office or sit here and just, you know, listen to stocking, go on and on forever with his theories and his predictions. And, you know,
1: why did we not record that? Oh, we I would have been ahead of our time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Dazzle
1: would need counseling after if he heard a couple of the things we said about <laughs> it. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you muted, Dazzle? Yes,
4: it's Can't for the best.
5: Even... Did you yeah. mute me?
4: Now we go. Now we're. Coming. No, I, I was
5: telling <laughs> him, Stock tonight. I'm like, Mother Stockpile. we were talking about her and how awesome she is, and she's. I'm like, Stockpile. She's she, used to, she used to hate me, didn't she? And he like just put his head down and kept working. I'm <laughs> like, she probably called me like the big eared goofy guy on channel eight or something like that, and he just kept working, ignoring me. So <laughs> Stock, Stock, pile if it's true. <laughs>
1: stockpile. <laughs> Mother Me. stockpile can, adores can, can all, all of you. Everybody. What are you talking? Yes, about? Mother stockpile Except for back. Gene Chizik, as I recall.
0: No, yeah, yeah. he is never <laughs> walking into <laughs> the house. Oh my goodness! All right, well, I love it. Stock, actually, you know what? No, we're gonna we're gonna go with Mitch. Mitch, you uh, you give us the scores in the Western Big Six.
2: All right. Uh, I think I watched a little bit of every single one of these games. I think at one point, or at least I should say, at least throughout the night, I think I watched parts of twelve different games. So that just goes to show the, the advancements of technology and the uh, the NFHS network. But yeah, here in the uh, Western Big Six, certainly the big one. Newman, a 22-20 winner over Rock Island in double overtime. Single overtime. Uh, the, uh, the Rocks took the opening kickoff back to begin the game, but this was a, just a really good football game, tough football game back and forth. Newman ends up, Signed the game in the second OT on a run from Dan Kelly, and they converted the 2.4 the win. So, huge win there for Newman. Uh, Geneseo, 55-21 over United Township. A.J. Weller had six touchdowns and an interception on defense. Sterling, the big winner, is 45-14 over Galesburg. Joseph Holcomb had four touchdowns, two run and two pass. And the big one, Quincy, 34 34- Moline 27. Rico Clay intercepted a Moline pass in the end zone with around 26 seconds left to uh, to seal the Quincy win. So yeah, big night here in the Western Big Six.
3: Well, the Rocky uh, Newman game was very interesting. Went to overtime, single overtime only, and Newman won 22-20. Rocky sort of self-destructed in the overtime. They scored a touchdown. They got they got the ball in the top of the first overtime, if you will. They scored a touchdown. They did not get the conversion. Newman score before Newman even runs a play. Rocky gets called for offsides, five-yard penalty. It's first and five for Newman. They score. They go for two because they're, I think their kicker was out because they've been trying twos all night. They get the two-point conversion. Wild celebration for Newman. They beat Rocky 22-20 in overtime. Amazing upset victory for Newman. And, I mean, sterling for it was 45 nothing over galesburg at halftime and i think at one point at halftime sterling had over 300 yards of offense galesburg had 19 so the so the golden warriors were doing it on both sides
0: of the ball uh pearson what you'll realize about the instant reacts podcast is that every time that there's a little bit of gap still- steps right in, in yeah, and takes over. Just so like a normal yeah. conversation. With <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, can I
4: <laughs> can I say that that I need to owe I owe Mike Lemay an apology. Earlier in the in, in the spring, when they found out that, that Rock Island and Newman were going to play each other, I asked him. I go, why? Why? What do you guys have to gain from this playing? He's like, well, we needed a game. They needed a game. I owe my guys nine games, so that's why we're playing. And I kind of gave him a hard time about it. I'll admit I'll eat Crow now. They win that game. That's a huge win for them, a great win for them. And Mike LeMay, I I apologize to you for saying, why are you playing Rock Island?
0: Pierce, what are your thoughts? You were you were out in Green Machine Country in the Big Six tonight.
1: Yeah, it was uh it's a great atmosphere out there. There's that um mm-hmm. that feeling is back, I think. You know, just uh mm-hmm. um that reverent swagger, I like to call it, you know, they they will never. Um, disrespect anybody anything like that but man their execution level is so high right now and they that front line is moving people out and they're all whenever I go to did my 12 million previews I would always look at the linemen if they all look like the same size they've been doing the same thing and that's Geneseo right now and they you know they had all those guys paying their dues as sophomores and they're, they're they're locked in you know and I it's it's been fun for me personally because a bunch of those guys are now like even coming fca on fridays a lot of football players and stuff too and there there's a good there's just a joy about them and there's a there's kind of a sweetness about the team and they're just they're just one unit and that's that's what you want and with that what it used to be with the wing tee and stuff the the precision was so good you're seeing that now and they they really enjoy each other and their leadership is strong with aj and
0: and luke is a strong leader too Luke johnson so well so we've talked about it a lot on this podcast but you can speak to it firsthand this is kind of a group that you know, people have kind of had their eye on, right? I mean, exactly. these guys were getting a lot of playing time as sophomores mm-hmm. and they maybe took their lumps. And, you know, certainly the program had been not where Geneseo had been year in and year, year out. But now it seems like this is kind of a group that's living up to a little bit of that expectation so far. There's a lot, lot, to, lot to play, but. Yeah, absolutely. And like the the repetition of varsity play
1: is such a big deal. And then, you know, just the way they commit their their off season is so strong and the, they, they have a thing called the Summit that's their weight program and just fitness level all of that these guys are all bought into and they you know they're um they want they do they want to bring it back and you know i think they they're really moved to honor the guys that did not you know put up winning records and stuff too and that's one of the beauties out there is like regardless what the record is you're you're a member of that green machine family too and there's i mean way back when i mean they, they ran off 52 in a row and mm-hmm. then state championships three years in a row and stuff and it was 54 straight years and a couple of them. Um, how did they keep it alive? I mean, one, one year they beat number one Morris. I know, remember that. that. Yeah. How did that happen? You yeah. Know? And they just found a way and then, uh, they didn't have that winning season. And, uh, as Bob Reed used to say, like when they get eliminated from the playoffs at Augie, you said, well, the sun came up,
0: you know, <laughs> well, we're going to
1: start over now too. So it's just a pleasure. Those guys and the coaching staff, they're just a bunch of super guys too.
5: Just, <laughs> sure. Go ahead. No, I almost got you. I know I got your stock. I beat you to it. <laughs> he's not happy about it look at him glare hey it's funny great because we had like a list of not a list but with our talkbacks there's certain coaches you just didn't like you didn't ask them to do it not because they're not awesome people but it's just because they're more business like and all that kind Aaron Wiley and Bettendorf is one of them we've had Aaron on and we're gonna get Wade King that was another one we're like ah, well, he's not gonna put up might want to do that and then tonight we we got to have Larry Johnson on and like you you get to know Larry I know Dan's known him for years and we've all known the um pandemic we did that stadium series and we went out to geneseo and why th- flew the the drone i we I, I think we probably sat there for an hour hour and a half just chatting and, he, and, and dan can attest to it one of the the best people you're gonna meet so that was cool for us today to kind of like have him on the show have him you know they've been through some stuff you know like it, anytime you're the best of the best, and then all of a sudden the streak ends, and the doubters come out, and all that kind of stuff, and to see them kind of get through to the other side of it and have success again, and know the kind of people they are, it, it's it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, having Larry Johnson on was kind of fun tonight. That's something that hopefully we can continue to do as they continue to win some football games and maybe a playoff game and all that kind of stuff as well. All he right, was, Stock, go ahead. He was
0: Larry Johnson Jr. is ready to get back to the game game film though. He was. Oh yeah, you could tell. <laughs>
5: You yeah, could tell yeah. until I asked him about Pearson, and then he gave like Dan's eulogy before Dan was even gone. And he was, <laughs> it was great. I, well, I yes. put it
0: on prompter
3: for him. So. <laughs> Geneseo dominated the second half. They uh, de- dominated the last part of the second quarter the second half. They outscored UT to end the game 34 to seven. AJ Weller, six touchdown runs, three in the first half, three in the second half. And that was a 21 14 game late in the second quarter. And Geneseo. Took UT's best punches and then just came be, uh, out like game busters in the second half. A strong showing by Geneseo. The Leafs are four zero for the first time since 2016.
0: Did we have a did we have a Katie appearance in Geneseo? Was she barring the Katie, door? Bar,
3: Katie barred the door at she halftime?
1: Door. <laughs> yeah. she was barring the cr- crossbar in the door, <laughs> <laughs> in the uprights.
0: Uh, Mitch, is that uh, maybe there's a a helmet headed to the Green Machine country?
2: Ooh. I think so um there, there's a couple of performances tonight that we'll we can get into but yeah there's that was I watched some of this game before the, the stream went out yeah that was it was a pretty impressive night for AJ uh,
0: pick too so. yeah yeah that's right interception to go along with the touchdowns um well flipping to Geneseo's rival Sterling I was out in Sterling tonight they looked really good I mean and I think that this was a game that Sterling was certainly a favorite going in. But I think Sterling really needed a a game like this, where they really kind of blow it open and really just kind of, you know, flex a little muscle. Because this Sterling program has been so good year in and year out, but it's been a tough road, you know, to start this season. They challenged themselves in two tough non-conference games and fell short. And now they won two in a row in big six play. So they're right in the mix. This was a huge win for them, I think. Nobody's they, got anything. I summed it all
3: up. Jo, jo, Joseph Holcomb had four, those four touchdowns. Sterling needed this game badly. Um, they are 16-4 and four at home since joining the Western Big Six.
5: They are also 16-0 and 0 in their last 16 games, in which they've scored more points than their opponent. No, I said 16-4 at home. <laughs> I know. I'm just long. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm, exactly. we, we we all just sit there because we're ready for, like, it's just we're we're conditioned to know that, like, someone talks, then Stockpile talks, and someone talks, <laughs> then Stockpile talks. The so,
0: we so, go. Can we t- talk about the uh, Moline Maroons effort tonight? Yeah. They fall short in Quincy, but, man, they were winning at halftime. That's a heck of an effort from a Moline team that was, you know, reeling after falling just short a week ago. I didn't get – Mitch, did you watch much of this one? Did anybody get to see much of this one?
2: Yeah, I saw I saw parts of it. Um, uh, just before the half, uh, Moline, Adrian Cooper picked off a Braden Little pass and brought it back for a pick six, so it really kept it close. Um, but like you said, this is the second straight week that Moline's played really well and just haven't been on the right end of the game. So um, – expect things for them to turn around next week hosting rock island and then i think they still have an open week the next week so i think they still have a chance here to turn it around but they've just they're playing well they're just not getting wins
4: yeah i thought they would i thought they'd struggle with uh the passing game from quincy which they did obviously but held their own obviously as well too to to stay in the game the way they did i was getting updates all night my wife actually watched the game at home was giving me updates and like you said, Mitch, I was shocked to hear that they were uh, leading at halftime um, and then just came up short. They had the ball on the last drive and just didn't do anything with
5: it. It doesn't surprise me that that a Mike Morrissey team kind of circled the wagons. I think, you know, talking to some people at Moline this week, they were kind of frustrated because they felt like they might want – they let one slip away last week. I think they they made some mistakes that they wish they'd get back and and give all credit to Geneseo for in that football game. But um, they kind of had that feeling that they'd go down there and – give a good showing and heck they almost got the job done. And you look at the rest of their schedule on the way out. Like there's a, there's a good chance that they can, you know, get to six and three, something like that. And, and, and a young team too, you know, sophomore, quarterback, all that kind of stuff. So um, things are, if if you're down year at Moline is a six and three playoff berth and with a young team, that's, that's not a bad thing. So go ahead, Zach.
3: Quincy is four and oh for the first time since 1974. And it's their first 2-0 start in the Western Big Six since 2019. Quincy's biggest problem was they always run into Moline, and Moline would knock them out right before they could get to 4-0 or 2-0 in the conference. And this year they were able to uh, slay the dragon, if you will. And now they and now the road sets up, really, for a Geneseo-Quincy uh, battle royal in, I believe, week eight.
0: Yeah, Ed, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping uh, Sterling in the mix, too.
4: Yeah, they're they're undefeated still. Yeah, yeah. Come on,
3: stock.
0: Don't be negative.
3: I'm not negative. I'm, I'm just saying. Always I think negative. it's Genesee or Quincy going to meet in week eight, and that will be the conference championship. I said that in the preview even.
1: Oh, uh, hey, here we go. We no, we Week four. There's so much yeah. before right. you
5: before you move on real fast. The do uh, we looked up the enrollment numbers? He was supposed to use it as his stockpile stat of the night and then he snuck in some Davenport West nonsense on us on nonsense on us but um what were they again cuff it like Uh, Rock Island 1600 it's it's, yeah it's 1600
2: to 200 it was right around 1400 difference
0: wow right yeah yeah that's I mean we'll talk more about it on the show you know on Monday night Tuesday but uh man what that that is a remarkable great win for Newman and I you know I, I we talked about it last week on the podcast that I thought that the best unit on the field was going to be Newman's defense. And sure enough, they gave up the kick return to start the game. And then the rest of the way, what, 13 points?
5: You look at what they did. You look at what they did, their defense against um, Princeton. They gave up 14 to Princeton. Princeton's put up 40 against Monmouth Roseville. They scored Boatload tonight, over 40 tonight against Dorian. I mean, that's a really good Princeton offense still. And they only gave up 14 to them. Um, you saw what Sterling Stur- I and Cuff saw, what Sherard did firsthand. They put up 31, 28, 28 today, 28. 28 against Rock Ridge. And they held they held Sherard to six points. So that, you're right. That's, I mean, and I remember listening to the podcast saying, that's a great point, guys. So good point when it comes to. Newman's defense. I got to be as nice to Greg as possible because he's still mad at me for something that happened 17 years ago.
0: Yeah, you know. (laughs) There's like a statute of limitation. Like, eventually I'll get over it, you know. Will
5: you? Will you?
0: I I mean, I can't guarantee that, no. (laughs) Pearson probably remembers it. I was fired up.
5: Did you you guys see what I found in McKay's office? It's a Green Bay Packer helmet, but I'm going to pretend it's a Geneseo helmet. Huh? Okay. (laughs) Geneseo's is big. All right, I'm going to mute myself again. I'm sorry.
2: It, All right it has it has nothing to do with any either conference but the Sterling going to Princeton next week gets a lot more fun
0: Oh yeah, can I? Oh, can I call that game? i I live closer? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Gosh,
5: which legend do we give it to? These I think, guys. We, I we can it.
0: each cover a sideline. Why don't they play them on a <laughs> Thursday night? You know? Did you guys? Would, oh you know, my god! Did
5: you guys hear? Did you guys see the score? Had the the Princeton Sterling game double shot? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they
0: both yeah. went. <laughs> all right, all right, Stock. It's your turn to do some scores. We go into the Three Rivers. All right, Morrison rallies from 13 down to beat Erie down
3: 32-13. Monroe's beats Riverdale 55-22. In one of the games of the year, Rockridge outlasts Sherrard 31-28. Hall beats Mendota 27-7. Kiwani beats Bureau Valley 42-20. And Princeton continues their shutout ways on the road. They shut out Orion 42 to nothing.
0: We are going to give guys- me- Oh,
2: go ahead. Can I give you my favorite stat in the track tonight? Yes, yes. Casey Etheridge had 136 yards on touchdown runs alone. <laughs> oh wow!
4: <laughs> How many yards did he have total?
2: I didn't, I didn't see that yet. But he had five touchdowns: 49 yards, 17, wow. 11, 43, and 16.
5: We got some really good, good score standout people with Weller and him, and Ooh, so home.
0: Etheridge Etheridge has already won a helmet this year. So, uh, you know, but. Uh, but he has not
4: won the score standout yet
0: okay there you go all right although uh all the Weller stuff was shot on a tripod tonight just so you know okay <laughs> so it, was- <laughs> it looks <laughs> really <delicious. shot.
1: laughs>
0: all right so I was editing highlights in Sterling while listening to wrmj uh with Ty Taylor on the call and Glenn Cook and I'm I'm not sure of the other guy's name he's uh' He was more of the Sherard contingent, whereas Glenn Cook was the Rockridge contingent. And then Ty Taylor was the neutral, you know, mediator. But great broadcast from them on WRMJ and a great game. Cuff, I won't describe it because you were there. So go ahead and take us through this one. This was wild back and forth. Maybe game of the year candidate for us.
4: Yeah, I got there at halftime uh, just before the third quarter kickoff, and Sherrard got the ball first. They were down 21-17, or 17-14, I'm sorry. They moved the ball right down the field. Holland Anderson can throw the ball. He's pretty good in the out there uh, as a quarterback. Uh, Carter Brown made some great catches, had a touchdown to give them the lead. Uh, Rockridge tried to answer, and then no offender came up with a big stop for – Uh, Sherrard just hold them and then there was an interception just kind of a back and forth game both teams played pretty good um Sherrard they've been close many times they're what maybe a a touchdown from every in every game they've played from being perfect to 4-0 on the season so they're they're right there you know it's it's kind of heartbreaking we talked to Brandon Johnson earlier today on our 11 a.m. broadcast and he said you know we're right there the kids are confident it's just They need to start seeing some results. And unfortunately it didn't happen tonight, but man, they played one heck of a ball game with Rockridge scoring a touchdown late to, uh, to win this one, 31, 28, a really, really good football game.
0: I'm impressed with, um, you know, Rockridge played a really good Sterling Newman team in week one. And it wasn't, you know, wasn't a pretty game on either side, both teams in week one were really trying to figure some things out at the same time, both those teams played really well defensively. But now you can see this Rockridge team really coming into their own, particularly look at quarterback Colin Schweigen. I mean, he seems like he's really bursting onto the scene. I, Cuff, were you there at the end? He had a huge play, right, to to kind of grab the run and back?
4: Yeah, so it was right. Connor Deem had an interception the very next play, their first play on offense. Then he runs at 44 yards down the far sidelines, uh, or I guess his sideline, Rockridge sideline for a touchdown which then gave them the lead and Sherrard answered to take the lead back. But yeah, he's, he's the real deal. He may be a freshman, but he doesn't play like it at times. I mean, of course you're going to have growing pains that put the freshman, but he's been playing pretty good football uh, and making some big plays for them. So yeah, they're, they're, they're moving in the right direction for sure.
2: Yeah. So when, when Rockridge uh, got the ball back, they got it back with like 3:13 left. I think it was. And one of the first plays was Colin Schwagen. He kept it and he went for 60. And it went down inside the five, and then they gave it to Connor Deem for the game-winning score. So yeah, it's a freshman in, in crunch time. Um, he's he's been pretty pretty impressive. Wow.
0: What else? What else stood out from the track tonight? Mitch, did you catch any of these games? Or um, yeah, the Morrison
2: game started out pretty interesting, going down thirteen nothing quick. Um, Erie scored on a fourth down from like the 30 or something and then they got an interception after that so they went up they went up quick but morrison figured it out and settled in um tristan redcliffe for hall had three touchdowns stock you just put out that brady clark had five touchdowns on the night kiwani's undefeated still um yeah other than newman i don't really see an upset here but kind of what cuff was talking about just Sherrard has played so well i did, I forgot that they play morrison i think that could potentially be a pretty good game i think that's next week um but i, I think kiwani kind of remains the story is that they're they're undefeated and i think they're going to be undefeated when they meet princeton in a couple weeks
0: when um, when, real, does real, Kewani, when does kiwani when does kiwani and newman play that should be a good one
4: that's a good question before you okay. before you answer that matt and i found out today that potentially there could be a strike in kiwani there's a board meeting on monday and there could be a decision on monday if if there is a strike in kiwani which then would put a halt on their season so hopefully that does not happen but yeah as of right now there's talks of potentially a strike in kiwani
0: oh man hope they can figure that out because that yeah that's
5: Brian Nobody Stacking volunteered giving some of his salary to fix things. So I think everything. I just, wish,
3: I just wish Illinois would accept, would uh, do what Iowa does. In Iowa, teacher strikes are forbidden. You cannot strike in Iowa. You strike, you lose your license.
4: What, a, wish what, about, what about substitute teachers? Can they strike? No. You strike, you lose your license.
0: Period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pearson and I want to know if the students can strike against the substitute. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he won- um, he, just he's not even, oh, he didn't like that one. Hey, he didn't man. like hey, that man. one. It didn't
3: happen. Game back to QY. It's their second uh 4-0 start in the last three years. Yeah. And I want to talk about Princeton, their defense. Unbelievable. This is the sixth straight road shutout they've had. And Princeton is 19-2 in their last 21 regular season road games. So you go to Princeton,
5: you have to fear the stripes. Doesn't you have to fear the stripes when they go on the road. <laughs> God, Dick Vitale just showed up. He's getting real animated. I love it. Hey, um, is that their third shutout in four games? Because they didn't they shut yeah. out Monmouth, Roseville. Yes. They shut out. Um, did somebody already Newman? say that?
4: Yeah, Newman. Yeah.
5: Okay. Did I was I not listening? Did somebody else already say that? Okay. Uh, yes. So well, then it is it's the shutouts.
0: <laughs> Kiwani has Princeton in two weeks. They have Sterling Newman in week eight. I I am fascinated by this big side of that conference to see really, I mean, let's be honest, it's it's Princeton, it's been Princeton's conference, right? For several years. The one year when Kiwani snuck in there and upset him and had a fantastic year two years ago. But, you know, for the last five or whatever years, it's been Princeton. Does one of these teams, Newman or Kiwani, have what it takes to knock off Princeton? I fascinated by that.
2: I, just I mean wanted... look, looking at looking at what Newman's got left, I mean uh, all aware of what their their offensive struggles have been, but they could realistically be sitting at 7 and 2
0: at the end of the year. And they'll be in class 1A. They yeah. They'll be a 1A yep. playoff team.
3: Just going back to Sherrard, real quick, the last time they had a two-game win streak was 2018. Just heartbreak hotel for those kids and um, you look at uh, a team like Monmouth Roosevelt. Monmouth Roosevelt tonight beat my Riverdale Rams 55-22. The Titans are two and for their first two-0 start in a track division
0: since 2021. Thank you, Stock. Pierce, any observations from the from the track?
1: No, I just think it's very competitive, and I think the the Morrison win yep. kind of maybe mentally closed a gap a little bit because it was that fear of the stripe was so real too, you know, and it's like, I had the pleasure of covering, I don't know, six or seven games the last two or two years there. And gosh, I mean, there's, it is a machine and they are, again, the precision thing is there and the coach, Ryan Pearson is just phenomenal. He's got all the staff, all of the players next man up too yeah, yeah so the depth, oh, yeah the depth part of it's always been good and it seems like they have that surprise guy that nobody in town is surprised you know when a when a running back busts out 200 yards in the first game or whatever too you know
5: so is, is he your mind. cousin is he your cousin or you're not brother?
1: it's got to be the name nor do people wouldn't admit to that anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> so he came in from canton yeah you know he's a then, star county grad right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I love what he's done out there. Oh, I mean,
1: His, he has a great just essence. And the players love the guy, you know, too. So the brotherhood's real there. And yeah. I mean, they've had some great names come through, obviously, too. And then yeah. the big lineman, um, Williams. Yep. Right. Bennett Williams, Bennett, I believe. Williams, yeah. yeah. I did a story on him last year. He started this reading program in the elementary schools and stuff, too. And then right after that, he starts hearing from everybody and their brother. So he's going to go big time, I think.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, kind of looking big picture, like, you know, Pierce, it, there was a lot of years where a lot of years, many years where Princeton was kind of an afterthought. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, they they were winning a handful of games and they weren't always making the playoffs. It was very inconsistent that they were going to be, you know, a winning team. And now that has completely changed. I mean, now it's every year you're looking and seeing, you know, they're going to be at the top of the conference who can hang with them, you know? And, and, and like you said, the next man up, what, ryan pearson has built there it's like what dan pearson built you know in the quad cities television market it's you know the the name is the same as you know and so is the results right <laughs> right come on i'm linking two things together completely here. agree greg completely yeah. agree. yeah
1: I see what you did there yeah but it's funny because like uh joe ryan uh he yeah coached, he's at sycamore now and joe is a metamora guy you know, and his brother is Pat Ryan, who won a billion games at Metamora too. So it's just, it's always fun for me to see that. And like Joe Ryan, when he was at Princeton, um, when they got hot, I went and did a story on them. I don't know if I've ever told this story. Um, and I said, I know you. He said, yeah, you did a story on me in 1985. <laughs> I was the uh, the holder for the foreign exchange student kickers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, tell me you're married and you have three kids. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so so and he's, uh, you know, what he's done at Sycamore too. And he was the one they... They um, floated around 4A, 5A up
0: there, and it seemed like
1: they got Montini every other year in the quarterfinals. Yeah. You know,
0: so. Sycamore is always a thorn in the side for Sterling. Absolutely. So yeah. you know, for several well, years. Was last year they
1: knocked him yeah. Out, they? Yeah. Them out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Any, uh, any other thoughts on the three rivers here? We, did we. I
3: guess, I guess the Lincoln Trail next year they were looking for their first 2-0 track division start ever because when the track went to divisions in 2013, Bureau Valley had been 2-0. They had a chance today, but Kiwani, I mean, Brady Clark was huge and they blew out to an early lead. It was like 28-0. Everything that could go wrong for Bureau Valley did. I think they had like two or three turnovers and it just, uh, everything snowballed on them. Uh, Bureau Valley, can still make, I think Bureau Valley could make the playoffs at five and four, which would be good for Matt Pistol. He's really built that program from the ground up.
0: Well, and like Mitch has pointed out, like they're still fairly young. They have a lot of, yeah. a lot of talent. And just talking to coaches around the three rivers, they've been impressed with what, you know, what coach Pistol has done and what the, you know, the roster they have. So yeah, that's certainly a team to watch moving, you know, into the three rivers and um, yeah. All right. We we good. We, we wrapped it all up there. Mitch, you got some Northwest Upstate Alliance scores.
2: Uh, yeah, we can head there. Uh, Lee Wynn, defending champs. They win big, fifty-two to eight over Dakota. Gage Dunker had one hundred and fifty-three yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Forreston pulled away late. It was it was getting close. They win thirty-four to twenty over Eastland Pearl City. Uh, Fulton forty to sixteen over Stockton. Uh, AJ Boardman had four touchdowns. He had a run, pass, and receiving touchdown on the night. Um, their, their, new quarterback, Don Kramer had three touchdowns, uh, the Dupac Riverman 55, nothing over West Carroll. It's the third straight shutout for the Riverman and their offense is averaging 48 points per game. They get Lee win in two weeks. So that'll be a, be a big game. And Galena lost 32 to 20 over Saranac in Michigan. So that is your 11 man NUIC scores for the night.
0: Doc, you got any? Uh, you got any Sarnak information out of Michigan?
3: Uh, no, I know they beat Galena though.
0: Okay, that's, <laughs> that's good. Good.
1: It. A good stock um, one here would be uh, Sarnak outscored Galena thirteen to eleven <laughs> in the uh, final two quarters. <laughs> yeah.
3: And the final I've, score was. I've one. never oh. been to Sarnak Lake though. I think they're near. <laughs> and that's up near Sarnak Lake. Um, with Fulton, uh, they, John Kramer had a big game, and the bet one of the best receivers in the NUIC is Braylon Damoff, And tonight he caught two touchdown passes and that allowed Fulton to get a, a nice lead on Stockton and uh, eventually pull away. And the interesting thing about John O'Boyle Field up in Stockton is it also doubles as a baseball stadium. So you get that there's, that's one of the few baseball football complexes around because there's none in the NFL anymore.
0: I would say it's not exactly a stadium. I love it, but it's it's a field.
3: Okay, John O'Boyle field.
0: Thank you. Yes. Isn't Stockton the field?
1: I think Mike Poposi told me this once that it kind of crowns in the middle and he said you couldn't see the top
0: of the heads of the ball boys <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> I don't know if it was the baseball field too or not. Stock, I tell you, you you go to Stockton on a Saturday afternoon for a playoff game. Oh, that's it's a thing of yeah. beauty. I love it. I love it. Who was that? So,
1: there? There a, oh, there you went, yeah.
0: I think yeah. I went up there once for Stockton Lee Win, or yeah, yeah, oh, so. yeah. And I stayed. I stayed the entire time, and probably shot like four <laughs> tapes worth of video, even though we only needed thirty seconds. You
2: know. So, so next week, Lee Win has St. Teresa, which will be the defending one A versus the defending two A state champions. Now, St. Teresa though is Owen and four this year. So uh, a big down year for the Bulldogs. So that game might not be as good as we were hoping it would be. Yeah. Um, But then they play Dupec the week after, and that will probably determine the NUIC. Yeah.
0: Dupex looked really good. They look good again tonight. Um, I was impressed with Fulton with that score. Stockton's played pretty well this year and they were able to, you know, kind of run away from them. So that's, that's a Fulton team that, you know, Pearson just said it, they're battle tested, you know, well, it's like Forreston last year when they went in the playoffs at five and four and Kyle Kantmeyer had said, watch out. This team's, you know, this team could make a move and they ended up in the semifinals, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's just what that conference does. So we'll see if, yeah. you know, Fulton can continue to rack up some wins here. I think, I think they will. And Greg, we'll probably start doing this this
2: week and start talking about what playoff outlooks and yep. such, but I think they are probably trending towards a five and four finish. Mm-hmm. Um, some tough games coming up. Uh, against dupec and Knoxville, but I think they can win the rest. So that, I guess that would put them at, you know, they put them at five and four. So yeah,
0: that's, yeah I think what we can get in. I forgot about that non-conference game against Knoxville. That's a great local matchup for our area, but uh yeah, that'll be a, a challenge. I mean, for both teams, I think that's a great, I think that's a great matchup. So well, speaking of Knox, anything else in the Northwest upstate a lot others will jump into uh Knoxville's conference, the LLC, the Lincoln land, what do you got for us, Stock? Give us some Lincoln Land scores.
3: Farmington uh, blocks two Merco, blocks two punts by Mercer, by Mercer County. They beat Merco 42 to 13. Knoxville beats Lewistown Valley Cuba LVC 49 to nothing. Anwan Wethersfield beats United 35-0. Rova Williamsfield with a big 55 40 win over Princeville. Stark County defeats Havana 49-18. Rushville Industry beats A-Town 38-20. El Paso Gridley beats elwood Bridfield 35-6. to McComb and West Hancock play tomorrow. And I never saw a score for South Fulton at Illini West.
2: Does Mitch Storm have a- that, that That is also tomorrow.
3: Okay, so that, that's why I didn't have a score for it. So we're good.
2: <laughs> uh, in the Rova-Williamsfield game, Riley Danner had four touchdown passes. Or sorry, four touchdowns, three passing, one rushing
0: nice yeah and the road that, team that is that's good. a team man I'm you Dazzle's gonna give me you know gonna give me crap for it I love I love me some Rover Williamsfield
5: Greg has his man crushes that he like just he he comes <laughs> up with every year you uh and we can go through them. I mean like Muscatine for a while was huge Comanche weren't you Comanche one year uh
0: it was uh no yeah a little bit I mean we did the story on the brothers in basketball yeah yeah the Comanche. there was a Couple of years Ridgewood basketball, that was a ton of fun. Yeah,
5: and yeah. Milledgeville always, and you Millageville's always tonight. there. It's just a sweet, yeah. sweet spot in your heart. So yeah, hey, yep. I respect Absolutely. it. Yeah, no, I get it. It's not like I mean, and it changes. Like Cuff and I are predictable. It's like oh Moline, oh Alum, like you know he's got a little little mix in life. That's a good thing. that yeah.
0: I I was I was taught from a you know from a smart man sitting right next to me that those small schools, man, they got the charm. You got to go to those small schools. Go, um. How about how about uh, Mercer County Farmington? Well, Big road win. Big road win for the farmers. Stock, you're pointing, you're, you got your pen. What do you got?
3: The in the rojo Williamsfield Princeville game, this is the third mean that time they met. The road team has never lost in that series. But Murco is being is beset by injuries. They had two punts blocked tonight. They had a kid get hurt in PE class. This is the second time they've had a student get hurt before the game in at the school. And also, Colby Cox, their starting quarterback, uh, left the game with a hyper-extended arm, according to WRMJ. No word on um, on uh, his uh, status for next week.
0: Stock, did you get that information? Because you were the substitute PE teacher today in Mercer County. No, I listened <laughs> to WRMJ. And yeah, so I- give call. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this snippet out and give it to WRMJ as a promotion. That's perfect.
1: Wnj so knows what they're talking about. It's like Chip. He's uh, cutting, cutting out stuff,
0: <laughs> putting on the bulletin. Board. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Greg, I, I, was at,
4: I was at this game, and uh, I had to stay until the second quarter because both teams were both going three and out. Um, so, very good defense in the first quarter and a half. Uh, eventually, Mercer County scored to make it 7 nothing. I left, listened to the game on the radio on my way to the Sherrard-Rockridge game. By the time I got there, it was already 21-0 Farmington. They blocked two punts deep in uh, Mercer County territory that then turned into touchdowns. Uh, and, and just at one point ran off 34 straight. I think they lost, what, 41-7 or something like that. So 42-13. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so they at, at one point they had 34 straight points. Farmington, I think, just kind of eventually found their rhythm. And like Brian said, um, uh, Mercer County just they've been bitten by injuries and other things just this season. So it's it's been a tough year for Tanner Matt, like in his first season. Yeah, the, uh, go ahead, it
2: Mitch. was it was the same player who blocked both of those punts, Carter Lambin. So two blocked punts in the half.
4: Yeah. And they were on back to back oh, okay. plays, I believe, like, right? Each time they punt it? So.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, you know he's good because Dan Pearson knows him. I think I know that So kid. There you go.
2: Hey, real, real quick, um, we certainly heard all the the stories out of Macomb this week, um, which there's a great write up from Matt Shuckman of, of Muddy River Sports Online that we can yep. share. But also credit to West Hancock because they moved that game to Saturday to uh, allow some time for for grieving and such. So uh, good on them for uh, for making that happen.
0: Yeah, really incredibly tough situation in Macomb. Um, I believe it was a. Uh was it a freshman or young, younger yeah. football player, um, mm-hmm. passed away, um, a car accident over, I believe last weekend. Um, so our, you know, certainly our thoughts and our prayers go to the Macomb community because they're going through a lot. So, um, you know, best of luck to them tomorrow and, um, you know, just continue to you know pray for them because that that's tough. That's an impossible situation right in the middle of football season when, you know, all the things we've talked about, about how great this time of year is and, to have something like this happen so um anything else in the lincoln land anawan weathersfield got a big win tonight i believe what, yep. what was the final yep. on that one 35 nothing 35 nothing so that's, that's a the nice win for them. They, they, they were going kind to of do for a big win like that so and they were in they were in anawan tonight right i love a game well, in anawan well,
3: and look out for Stark County. Stark County is 4-0 for the first time since 2015 with their win over Havana. And Knoxville also 4-0 for the third straight season.
0: Yes.
1: Who's, I, who Stark got next, Stark, Stark
3: County? Well, I can find out for you, Will. Sure. Check the note cards. Uh, they Stark have West County Hancock. West is Hancock. Is hosting West Hancock. Knoxville hosts Merco next week. Okay.
2: Interesting. Week, week, week six, you've got Stark County hosting Rova williams Field.
0: Boom. Mitch, we've talked about Wes Hancock, though. I mean, uh, interested to see what they do tomorrow, but that's a team that's putting up a ton of offense. Like, they don't have the record to show for it, but that's not a team you can sleep on necessarily. Yeah, I, I don't remember
2: that quarterback's name,
0: but he's – Gavin This, Yeah,
2: he's probably over a 1,000 yards already.
0: Yeah, so that that's an interesting matchup for uh, – you know, record-wise, it doesn't look that competitive, but I—I I, I don't know. That—that's an interesting matchup, and uh, again, but congratulations to Stark County. It's great to see a program like that kind of, you know, jumping off to a great start. So, all right, are we uh, wrapping up with eight man here? Yeah, we've got Millageville
3: yeah. over Orangeville. No, nope,
0: nope, nope. Stock, stock. It's it's uh, it's Mitch's turn. You should know these <laughs> things as a substitute teacher. We take turns. Raise your hand when it's time to talk, Stocking. Put that pen on. (laughs) All
2: right, Mitch, go ahead. The floor is yours. All right. Uh Amboy, they got the forfeit win over Quest. Quest had a flu outbreak, I think. So they they forfeited the game. I think that was yesterday, earlier today. Uh so Amboy gets the quote unquote win there. Milledgeville rolls over Orangeville. Orangeville 50 to 24. Uh, the Polo Ridgewood game was crazy. I'm pretty sure Polo came all the way back. They won forty eight to forty four, and then River Ridge beat Blue Ridge twenty one to twenty. Yeah, that's a nice. I believe 20 beat West Central. I don't know the score, but I, I know yeah. they won. Quanee
0: uh, beat West Central fifty six to twelve. Thank you. Um, nice win for Polo. They bounced back after the loss to Mer- to Millageville, and this was a. I mean a matchup of two, I believe, top five teams, maybe even top four as Ridgewood was number four in eight man. And Polo was like number two or three. And last year Polo had gotten, had won the game in the quarterfinals in a really close game. So again, these two programs have been, you know, forming a little rivalry here. And uh, again, it's Polo getting the road win 48, 44, nice win for them. But this Ridgewood team is going to be very good. And there's nothing like a Saturday in the Cambridge Bowl. Am I right, Dan Pearson? Homecoming Saturday. How many of those have you covered?
1: (laughs) Perfect. Oh,
2: man. uh,
1: Motorcycles, you know. I love it.
4: Yep. Yep. I think Nick Bull used to call that the 21-gun salute, right?
0: Something like that. (laughs) Something like that. Oh man. Yeah, so that, that's a team. I heard a uh, Ty Taylor reference that uh, Jim Taylor took in that game tonight. I don't think he did the radio. I think he just What's was a game? spectator. I think he just went to the bowl to watch Coach Elder and the Spartans. So they come up a little short, but great win for Polo. Milledgeville looked really good again tonight. This is a team I'm really watching out for. They have the experience and the weapon in Connor Nye. His brother, Spencer Nye, looks the part as well, got an interception. And uh, Micah Tom Smith is a great back to hand off to. They've been kind of building over the years and they've been in the mix. This might be the year that they are the team. They they could be playing in Monmouth for a state championship. If Milledgeville's playing for a state title, Pearson, you and I are driving together. We're getting Burger King in Monmouth, and we're going to the game. That's a four-camera <laughs> shoot, I think. <laughs> hey, right.
4: am, I the, am I the only person when I hear the name Nye that I think of Bill Nye, the science guy? Yeah, and I, that's only I thought of that. Yes. Yes. Yes, the
3: science guy. Bill, Bill. I think
1: uh, that championship game, we need to have more cameras there than eight-man
0: football. More <laughs> 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 cameras than there are we'll men do, on the field.
5: We'll do a nine-man I, shoot. I'll go, but I'm afraid I'll get in Greg's way.
0: Yeah, we will. Yeah, no. Yeah. We'll put you on the Dazzle, you're top still now. here?
5: <laughs> when was I the can't last time word? you talked? I, I can't get a word at edgewise. Stockpile Dude, scares the me. This
0: is, the, this is the part of the podcast where Dazzle comes on and says, should we talk about 8-Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, that really happened last week.
5: Just just so you know, I got next week's swings already done. Oh, so that's know. Some of us are already looking ahead.
0: But I haven't told you where I'm going yet. Pearson and I are going to fight it out. Greg's going to Knoxville.
3: (laughs) Okay. All right. Milledgeville is 11 and 1 at home since joining the eight player ranks. And Orangeville, the team they beat tonight, was their last 11 man opponent in the COVID spring of that last Saturday. Of April in April, uh twenty twenty.
5: You can't make stuff like that up. That's... That
0: that might be fool's gold. That's fool's
3: no, it's not. It, it, could, it's be. Truth. it could be. It's... <laughs> Absolutely not. It's truth. They, Orangeville beat them twenty six to eight on April twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, which was the final day of the of the football season. That was their final eleven player game that went to a player in twenty twenty one, as did Orangeville, and that is the truth. Truth. Means
0: Okay, and the truth shall set you free, Brian. Always oh, does. <laughs> hey, does Millageville play Amboy next week? Uh, Two
5: weeks. Uh, hey, host, hey, you, you, you guys want to talk Hiawatha. about? You guys want to talk about Eight Man now? Amboy <laughs> is at Amboy is at
3: Ridgewood, and Millgeville hosts Hiawatha. Ooh, it's Whoa.
0: it's Amboy at Ridgewood. Yes. Ooh, and then Amboy maybe there's a swing Ridgewood. there, maybe I'm doing that.
2: Yeah, Amboy plays uh Ridgewood and Mill'ville both on the road the next two weeks. Is Orient okay.
0: home?
1: Ridgewood swing to Orion? Is Orient
0: at home? Is Orion at home? Cambridge bull to Orion, maybe? Uh Orion is at the ridge. Oh, that's right. because It's homecoming oh, for Rock Ridge. Right. Okay. I heard that on the radio. Okay. All right. Uh any anything else? St- Pearson, thank you for being here. What a pl- pl- I feel being bad here, for you with the boy. I feel
5: that bad for Dan because he's like I'm just gonna get in and talk real quick and then I'm gonna get then put the poor man. He's probably on like three hours of sleep. He cooked all afternoon for us. He baked cake.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can still smell the uh Texas sheet cake on your breath. <laughs> I can't.
5: I'm, I'm gonna I I can't wait to get to my car because I'm gonna eat all five pieces on the way home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the kids think they're getting Texas sheet cake. Yeah. Nope. They're gonna be like, Dad,
5: let us split a piece of cake in the morning. You know, make yep, because there's only one left. <laughs> hey, Greg,
0: real, real don't quick. forget your cherry tomatoes. Okay, we got cherry tomatoes for you over your stock and a shadow yeah. sandwich.
1: Oh, yep. Yep.
0: Okay. And you got your Smarties
1: already, right?
0: Yes. Thank you. Have you you. put any on each side of your tongue yet?
4: (laughs) A little while. Stock,
0: stock, give give us the, uh, give us the Friday night, the Friday night diet. You know, I remember back in the day, but I want to, I want to know, have we evolved as our palate evolved over the years? Are we still? Right. We we
3: don't have Vendoland. So, uh, um, I have a, uh, I have a, um, yeah, no sandwich? No. Uh. Uh. When, at, for dinner, I have a Twinkie. I have a Twinkie. Kidney <laughs> keeps the doctor away. I have some crackers and cheese, a bag or two of chips, um, a a can a piece of candy. How are you Do not it? dead now? Like you, nothing is nutritious in that. Yes, the Twinkie is the is the key. Okay, makes sense. And, yeah. and water and you know Smarties. So I I am. I'm well-equipped to uh, go on.
1: Doesn't Tommy whoop something up for you in the afternoon or something nice?
3: He's a, he's in bed usually at that time. He's in bed during Is the it, afternoon to
1: pack you a yes. lunch? Huh? Okay, that's a weird no, I okay. pack
3: the lunch in the morning. I'm at school.
1: I know that. So you come in here right after school, or you go to Port Byron and back? I come right over the 280 bridge. Okay, and so Daz and Cuff, he's knocking on your door about 3.15?
5: Yeah, you'd think on, so, but it's usually four o'clock, forty-five, four o'clock. We don't get out anymore that early. We get out at three uh, thirty. So I can't wait for basketball season because we can start to stackpile snacks again. That was so They're much not fun.
3: Doing that again. That was disturbing. <laughs> actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, there are so many stories I want to get into. Maybe we'll have to like do this again. You know, later in the season. Not, not at you know, not at one in the morning. But we'll do a you Know a zoom call at normal time, get all of us on, and we can you know share some of the the morning for some of us, yeah. Yeah, what time are you rocking there, Mitch? You're almost at 2 a.m.? Yeah, it's four quarter to (laughs) two. Awesome.
1: Who are some of the uh old guard though, Mitch, that need to come in from the old, the olden times, uh, old interns and stuff too? Like, is there anybody? Yeah, who is in
0: your who is in your intern class, Mitch?
2: Yeah, uh, Dustin Renwick, Dustin
0: Renwick,
4: yeah, a zone hall of famer in his own right,
2: yeah. First ballot. Uh, who who else was there? I stop. Remember, uh, Randy, Rockwell, uh, R- Randy Rockwell was there.
1: Oh yeah. Who was
2: that? Uh, what was her maiden name? She married. Uh, she married Phil. Times. Phil Rockwell. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, oh, Phil Rockwell. There oh, you go. of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Randy, yeah. yeah Randy. for uh, Chelsea.
4: Chelsea Maynard.
1: Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, how about um,
4: sweet Danish no he was yeah. he was after sweet danish
0: he was okay know, we, we yeah. need nick
2: Bull on this podcast is who we need
0: uh we do Absolutely. oh that would yeah yeah that's, that, a that, win. yeah that's a win yeah were you uh mitch ambrose grad Brittany ward was an intern was she around your age
2: i Brittany don't recognize that name
0: yeah she was good yeah was really good she did it. She did a Tom Cornelis impression in a. In a, in a <laughs> I, I trained her for like the hour drive. It's just, here's what you got to do, and she did it. She nailed it on 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 air on first takes. So. I have a, a basketball, quick, uh, quip.
1: <laughs> um, it was an Anna one. We're from Anna. Wann! Oh, okay. Well, it was that year. Yeah, and Chelsea. Uh, went out with one of her photographers who wasn't too into the highlight zone. And uh, remember, we did a music piece for him at the end of the year. We were less one and one game of highlights because this photographer went to McDonald's and wanted a hamburger with no pickles. There were pickles. He went back to the McDonald's and made them make another hamburger rather than pull the pickles off. So that music piece would have been another two minutes long. And they missed the whole game. missed the whole game. <laughs> the whole game. Oh, it's the worst. He came in here.
0: And in, back into the sports office, and threw her notebook on the <laughs> floor. I'm so mad. You know, you know it's bad when the intern cared more than the paid employees. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's great. All right, uh, before before we go, I need I need one good classic. Dan Pearson stockpile. I need you ready, stock. I'm ready. Stockpile. <laughs> yes. Every Friday, stocks walking in with three briefcases and a book bag on his back. And Pearson is there to warmly welcome him with that with that phrase. I love it. Two wallets. Yep. You double, three, yeah. Double wallets?
3: Because
0: Walt it's Garrison
1: has two wallets, right?
3: Yeah, one in each boot. I don't wear a boot. I don't wear one boots. So I have them I have them in my, in my uh, pockets. You Front really pocket. do have two wallets?
1: Yeah. One in each. Front pockets, too, right?
3: What, what's you in them? What's in them? Long? None of your
5: beeswax is what's in them. Old receipts. He's got a bunch of old receipts. That's all it is, probably. Well, when you have two high-paying jobs like you do, yeah, right. He's making six figures here, Pearson. I win. Yeah, that six figures when you
3: something. when you add three zeros to the end.
1: All right. We, get, we one of my old news directors. You get paid in other ways, Dan. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Free T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Stock is at bedtime? Not not for bond, maybe for Bonzo, but not for me. Oh, wasted reference.
0: Doug. <laughs> that, that I don't know that one.
3: Are you on the road tomorrow anywhere, Stock? Uh, I'm going to be shepherding the uh, West uh, Homecoming dance.
0: Oh man!
3: So that's why
1: he had stockpile gold so he can brag tomorrow night.
5: Yep. No, I don't brag. Oh Makes sense. I don't Got brag. It. I can just tell the truth. If you recorded, if you like had a live webcam of like you at the, I'd watch that all night tomorrow night. No, we're not. Are you chaperoning do that? at the West Homecoming? We're not doing right.
0: that. <laughs> Stocking when they dance too close, do you like literally walk in between them? There has to be enough room for one briefcase
3: to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I follow
0: what the district rules are. So, okay. Well, do the... you have to wear a suit?
3: I do wear a suit. I thought
0: so. Do you wear? Do you have a cummerbund? no i just I, say I you want to get dressed up do you like I a it's not a tux. tux
3: i don't own a tux i don't have that type of money For a can tux.
0: you uh
1: dance with one of the other staff members or do you do that?
3: uh no we don't usually dance
5: okay. usually usually not after not last, last time. you're saying
1: there's a chance
5: yeah no occasionally
1: particular staff member you've kind of got your eye on it
3: but
1: no
0: we <laughs> can't name names <laughs>
3: okay
0: we can make a few suggestions <laughs> No thank you. All right well you're gonna get that boutonniere pinned on nice and neat? I
3: only wear a boutonniere at prom.
0: Oh you okay that's good info. Do you like uh, walk down to the shore
1: of
3: the Mississippi River and pick one? <laughs> I around prom and then I uh, work the
5: after prom. Why Why are you at West Homecoming in that? No just because you're teaching there right now? No it's because uh, Iowa State's off as on the road this
3: weekend next weekend they're at home
1: but you would do north otherwise
3: if they if north was this weekend yes but they're not at over north. west can you i mean can you, know, you well i usually know who to contact but north homecoming is next week west is this week iowa state is at ohio this week so i can go do that and next week i'll be in ames uh watching iowa state and Wondering if they can figure out how to score against Oklahoma State, and you are at—you're a, a my because he's—he's he's no longer forty. He's—he's he's a man. He's fifty.
1: So when you um, are at these homecoming dances, are you handing out business cards so you'll be invited via Facebook to every graduation party? Or no? Okay, just second.
0: Okay, so here's what we're gonna do, um, Mitch. You can drive into or fly into the Quad Cities if you can tomorrow night, and we'll uh, do an instant react from the Davenport West Homecoming. No, it's a, no, it's a live show. No, All right, live, live show from, <laughs> from the Homecoming. Let's go. We'll be there. Where's
5: Homecoming at? Where's Homecoming at? Is it at
0: Davenport? At the school? At, Did at- they do it at the school,
1: though? I mean, the gym?
4: Stocking, we, we can find out. Don't worry.
1: Like okay, I said, it's in
4: Davenport.
0: Okay. We'll follow the- All right, we'll figure it out.
1: We'll fo- follow the car that says uh,
0: staff guy on it. Staff guy on it. Great. <laughs> 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 Oh, stock. Tomorrow, you ready? It's, we are looking live at the Devonport West homecoming. It's gonna be great. Oh, you're
3: trying to get me fired, aren't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, all right, Stock. You're a good egg, Stock. You ready? You ready to wrap this thing up?
3: Yeah, I think though that it's gonna be very interesting next week, week five, that is the first week that teams can qualify for the playoffs, again can uh be eligible for the playoffs. Also, it's also the first week that teams can be knocked out of playoff oh, contention.
1: Do you think we'll get anybody through, um, like Chicago We always see a, a five and four, even a four and five, every once in a while, have a shot what, by winning conference.
3: We we'll have some five and I think last year almost every five and four team made it. Yeah. So I think a lot of five. So I think if you're five and four, you'll get in. There's talk that there could be some four and five teams. I know Steve Seuss sees pre, uh projections have several teams four and five so you might see some four and five teams i'm gonna be real interested to see when the state takes over eight player football how many teams go to eight player from 11 and how the state rejiggers the uh the classifications um there i don't know if they can still do eight i think they'd probably go one to seven one to six or one Mm -hmm. to seven
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna you are unbelievable that is I'm awesome a, that
1: is fantastic
0: yes that is great but i am gonna need like the webster's dictionary definition of the word rejiggers
3: it's you rejigger something you redo it <laughs> okay. sure okay.
0: all right all
1: right okay i'm already
0: feeling the post zone blues and, and, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Any anybody else? Otherwise, we're gonna give it to Stocking to give his uh, call you know, it, call farewell.
1: It stock, call it a day.
3: So long, everybody.
0: There it is. <laughs> Love it.